Sailors, fishermen, and divers of Reddit, what are some creepy or weird things you've experienced during your time on or around water? I caught an unexploded test bomb. Here's the story. We were fishing down in southern Maryland in this thing that is called the target ships in the Chesapeake Bay. The ships are old navy vessels that have been set on concrete pillars so they remain above water, and the military uses them for radar testing and bombing runs. It was about eight years ago during the summer, and we were all on my dad's Grady White fishing for croaker and flounder right near the ships. There were about 20 other boats in the area, and the Coast Guard was patrolling and doing inspections on boats. Sure enough, the Coast Guard pulls up to my dad's boat, and they're on a big vessel with 15 trainees. The officer and a trainee get onto our boat and are performing the inspection with the help of my dad, when suddenly my rod gets very heavy. The officer stops his inspection and says, Go ahead, son, reel it up. Let's see what you got. So I reel and reel and reel, and to all of our amazement, I caught an unexploded test bomb. The best way I can describe what it looked like is a cylindrical diamond shape with neon green stabilizers about 12 to 14 inches long, and four inches in diameter at its thickest part. Well now, the officer, the trainee, and the entire boat of Coast Guards have just witnessed what I brought out of the water. The trainee on our boat leaps to his boat, and they haul away with the sirens on, leaving the officer on our boat. And I'm ordered to freeze and not move. The Coast Guard gets on our VHF and tells all boats in the area to leave the target ships. And after about 20 minutes of me sitting there with this bomb on my line, the area is finally cleared, and the officer orders my father to put the boat in drive, achieve a good beat of speed, and don't stop. So my dad does as he's ordered, puts the boat in gear, and we're rolling 15-20 knots away from the ship. The officer brings out a knife, cuts my line, and orders my dad to throttle the boat and get away as fast as he can. Needless to say, it did not detonate when it hit the bottom of the bay. We took the officer, who was clearly shaken, back to his ship. I know it's hard to believe this story without proof, but we were unable to get a picture. We tried, but the Coast Guard was adamant about us getting out of there as quick as possible. I feel like it's maybe not the best idea that they let people be fishing here all the time if there's a bunch of unexploded ordnance in the water. But I can also say you had a pretty bomb day fishing, but um, tss. What's up guys, it's your boy Scrub here, back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day, I know I am, and today we're gonna be taking a look at some creepy, unexplained, insane stories from sailors and fishermen, baby. I just figured it would make a pretty fun video, so uh, yeah, without further ado, let's go. We were doing a night dive, which is creepy enough on its own. Doing a wreck penetration on Wisconsin off Winthrop Harbor, Illinois. Being Lake Michigan, at that depth, the time of day stops mattering. It's dark and the visibility is not so good without lights. We go in with lines that show us the way out, and wouldn't you know it, my buddy takes a kick and stirs everything up, and no amount of light was going to help anyone see anything. I couldn't find the line and it was inches from me, and I lost the ability to tell which way was up and couldn't see my bubbles or follow them. I found my buddy's ankle and someone else found mine, and I pulled back and out of the wreck while hanging on for dear life to my buddy. We were out, and in reality it was less than 30 seconds, but it seemed like forever. I feel like night dives and cave diving in general is just something that I never want to do because of stories like this. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. Maybe I see uh, a ship. Maybe I see inside of cave. But if it comes with like a 30% chance of dying and never being able to find my way out of it, I'm good. I'll sit on the sidelines. Fishermen here, recreational and fished commercially when I was younger. Lots of creepy things have happened out there, but I'll just share a couple for now. First one was the time we got caught in some sort of electrical storm. Back when I was working on an inshore dragger and a dead calm day in a thick pea soup fog. I'm out working on the deck and all of a sudden the air just starts to feel off. 
I don't really know how to describe it exactly, just like the air had a sensation to it, and I actually started to hear a faint buzzing in my ear. At the time I'm becoming aware of this, the captain comes out of the wheelhouse laughing. I look over, and the hair on his head is standing on end, like someone just rubbed a balloon all over his head. He points at me, and I realize my hair is on end too. We kind of laugh about it for a minute, and then it occurs that there's probably an imminent lightning strike incoming, and we both take cover in the wheelhouse. No lightning ever struck, though. I guess the front just moved through and went back to normal after about 10 minutes, and we went back to work. The second one is probably the only borderline paranormal thing I've ever experienced. Night fishing with my wife and a female friend on a local river watching a meteor shower. Just chillin', drinkin', fishin', and I decide I want to check out a spot further down river, so I left them behind and headed into the woods. I'm about a hundred or so yards down the path, all alone, just me and the crickets, when I hear a female voice say my name, loudly, plain as day. Like someone was standing a few feet behind me and trying to get my attention. I turn around, naturally, thinking one of the girls followed me into the woods, but nope, no one was there. I'm not really a huge believer in the supernatural or anything, but this absolutely freaked me the hell out. So I immediately head back, and sure enough, they're still there on the riverbank watching the meteor shower. There's no way I could have heard them that clearly from that far away, and I told them what happened, and they still think to this day I was just messing with them trying to scare them. But I'm telling you, I still get the willies thinking about it, and in fact, have never been back to that spot since. The lightning one is scarier to me because, like, the odds of y'all getting struck by lightning while thinking it's hilarious was pretty high, and that would be horrifying. You're just laughing with your friend, next thing you know, he's just, like, thrown off the deck of the ship. No thank you, dude, I'm gonna stay away from Thor and making him mad. As for the voice thing, yeah, I, I don't know, I'm probably not going back there either. When I was a teenager, I was alone on a rowboat in the middle of a small lake. It was about a mile or two long, with no more than 200 yards at its widest. I was mostly just enjoying the day, and I dropped a lure into the water expecting nothing. Almost as an afterthought, but something big grabbed it and pulled hard enough for the entire boat to be pulled 10 feet and 180 degrees. The force was transferred to the boat via my fishing rod and my death grip on it, and the line snapped and that was the end of it. Prior to this, my friend who lived on the lake had told me and a few other friends that one morning waiting for the school bus, he saw a huge living thing in the lake. He described it as being the size of a car in brown, and to the best of my recollection, he refused to swim in the lake from then on. He wore mild prescription glasses, and of course, due to this, we teased him mercilessly about seeing a lake monster. But damn, whatever took my lure that day was big. I like to think it was just a huge carp, but I don't know. Probably an alligator, or the Loch Ness Monster, maybe he relocated in his retirement, was tired of people trying to get pictures, so decided to switch it up and go to a more local lake instead. It was the summer of 1988, and I was working as a tenderman for a BC Packers on a fish packer boat. It was just myself and my skipper, whereas there's usually a crew of three on the small packers. Anyways, the beginning of the summer, we motored up the inside passage and passed a place called Buttdale. Buttdale used to be a cannery town of about 10,000 people that had been abandoned at that point for over 10 years. Even in midday, it looked creepy as all get out going past it, right out of a Stephen King novel. It transfixed me in its eeriness, and it was only accessible by boat or float plane. It's destroyed, dilapidated, and its largeness loomed like a faceless ghoul peering at us from the distant shore as we floated by. Flash forward three months later and we're heading back down the passage and it's around 3am when he heads in the dark towards Buttdale. 
I'm perturbed about the situation, but say nothing to my skipper, because over the last several months, I've learned to not like or trust him. He's a bad seaman and has made many bad decisions, putting our lives in danger. Saying anything to him was pointless, and I didn't want him to think I was scared of the dark or anything like that. I was out on deck with the bowline in hand, and he had the boat's floodlight fixed on the crapped out dilapidated dock we were to tie up to when I got the weirdest feeling. For the first time that summer, and ever with him, I leaned into the wheelhouse window and asked if we could drop anchor instead of tying up to the dock. He looked at me weird and of course said, no, I want to tie up. So I left off the boat, quickly tied up, and headed for my foxhole for the first time, and locked my hatch. My skipper told me later that he heard me do this and realized I had never locked my hatch before and we harbored up in some pretty sketchy places over the summer, so he got out of his bunk and grabbed a galley knife and slept with that. A couple hours later at daybreak, I untie the boat and all is well, nothing went awry. As the boat is slowly motoring away from the dock, I'm at the stern, fetching some age and bacon out of a couple of coolers that we had back there when something caught my attention, and I look up to see two cavemen-looking dudes staring right at me. They're about 30 feet away from me, and the three of us looked pretty startled, and I screamed to my skipper, Richard, get out of here! My screaming seemed to snap them out of what seemed to be a trance or something, and I never took my eyes off of them. My skipper ran out to the stern, and we were an autopilot, so we were still motoring away, but slowly. At this point, the two caveman dudes start lopping down the deck towards the ramp to the upper wharf of the abandoned town. They didn't run. They lopped sideways while their arms waved around, and they kept looking over their shoulders as they disappeared up the ramp and into town. While still looking at them running away, my skipper said, What is that? And I'm still looking at them in shock, and I said I had no clue. We both immediately checked the coolers and everything on deck and everything was untouched and we think we may have gotten out of there just before they were about to board. This is what they looked like, very physically similar. About 5'2", five, 5'4", five, extremely barrel-chested and short but with very, very thick legs. They were both heavily bearded and both had long matted hair. Their faces were hard to detect even though they weren't far away when we saw them, especially when I looked up and saw them. But what I remember is they looked human, but like a caveman. One had black hair and the other was reddish brown, and they were wearing clothing that was extremely dirty and torn up jeans. I remember being able to see their hairy calves, they were so torn, and matching red and black ripped up logging jackets. That's my story, and it's 100% true. Oh yeah, some feral people up in here, dude, they're out there. The cavemen still roam the abandoned town. Seriously though, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, either way, glad you and your skipper ended up getting out of there, because otherwise you would have just been caveman bait. And dinner. This may be a little out of place, as I'm sure you meant commercial fishermen and not recreational, but it's a neat story so I'll share it anyways. I'm a bass fisherman, but my fiancé likes to fish for catfish, so one night I decided to take her night fishing for catfish as he didn't get to go with me very often on my bass fishing excursions due to work schedules. Anyways, we're fishing and have a nice little campfire going, and I just start to feel off. I've been an outdoorsman all my life and don't get freaked out too easily about the woods or the night or anything like that. So I feel off, but I ask my fiancé if she's having a good time, and she says she was, but now she's feeling a little creeped out. So we waited for a second, and that's when I noticed there was not a single sound to be heard. No night birds, no crickets, nothing. I tell the SO it's time to pack up and do so quickly, but not in a panicked way. She asked why, and I said sometimes when a predator is nearby, it'll get really quiet like that. And we start to pack up. And as we're about to drive off, I hear something step on a large branch and make a huge crack. Anyways, I don't know what it was, but I'd seen bear droppings there a time or two, so it could have been that, or a coyote 
or it could have just been our minds playing tricks on us. Certainly nothing that I think was supernatural, but those things will definitely make you feel vulnerable. Stuff like this just always makes me remember, like, you know, us as humans, we love to pretend that we're invincible and like the top of the food chain, but it's because of our thumbs and the stuff we've invented. Like, if I ever had to really 1v1 an alligator or a bear, like, it's just over, bro. Like, what am I gonna do? But hey, at least I can play video games, right? I was a sonar operator on an Adelaide-class frigate. Whilst conducting exercises in the South China Sea, I detected a submerged contact not supposed to be in the area. And after failing to respond to communication attempts, the contact changed course and accelerated to 50 knots and left the area. Yeah, no thank you. I know the South China Sea is like one of the most hotly debated territorial conflicts going on right now. So many people say they own it. So many overlapping areas. The last thing I would want to do is be <laughs> stationed on some Navy ship and have unknown submersible objects just flying around me, not identifying themselves. I sail on tall ships, and I sailed through a gap in a massive line squall once. Just a horizontal filing wall. A very dark weather coming out us. We douse sail down to our storm sails because it looked like it was going to be seriously ugly. Then, it sounds ridiculous when I write it down. Like an overdramatic story, but a gap opened up almost directly in front of us, and we sailed through it in this very eerie atmosphere of little gusts whipping at our sails, but nothing like the heavy winds we were expecting. The wall moved on behind us while we went back to calm airs, and not longer there wasn't a visible gap at all. This was Poseidon giving you a hall pass, you know, he's like, listen, I could be sending these dudes to Davy Jones' locker, but I'm just gonna let it fly this one time, alright? I would feel like a wizard, you know, straight up Harry Potter vibes if all of a sudden there was just a giant gap in like this huge, indestructible, insane looking storm coming my way. Like I said, I can't fight nature, bro. If it just opened up and let me through, I'd be like, yeah, I'm kinda magic. When I was a youngin', I convinced my mom to let me tag along with my dad and his mates on an overnight deep-sea fishing trip. Long story short, around midnight, my dad and I were looking out at the water in the middle of nowhere, and it was so dark there must not have been a star in the sky. So dark you couldn't tell where the sky began on the horizon, everything was black and quiet. After a while, he was like, do you want to go for a swim? And wanting to appear to be brave, I was like, sure. We both jumped in and just kind of floated there, and the sea was so calm it was surreal. It was so dark that I couldn't see my hand in front of my face with hundreds of meter of pitch black sea underneath me, and I realized that this was the first time in my life that I felt scared, like deep down in my gut scared. I climbed back on our boat 100% fine, but I sometimes remember that feeling. Yeah, I just think the vastness of the ocean freaks me out a lot. Like, you're right, there's hundreds of meters of nothingness in every direction around you. Like, literally every direction. This was probably my creepiest moment underwater. I'm dive certified and now work professionally in that field. But when I was first starting off diving 10 years ago in the state of Maine, I had one pant-crapping moment. I just got my advanced certification and a few friends and I decided to go dive a cool location with lots of life, huge starfish, lobster, etc. But the coolest part, I thought, was this old shipwreck from the early 1800s. It sits in about 40 feet of water, so as diving goes, it's pretty easy to get out with special gear, and some people say it's haunted, which I didn't believe. But here's the kicker. Maine, in this particular dive site, has one crazy silty bottom. Silt is like this fine layer of sorts of crap that sits nice
nicely over the bottom, and if you stir it up, your visibility goes to crap. So we start the dive and we get down fine and the visibility's great. I can see maybe 15 or 17 feet, which is great for Maine, and we're heading towards the wreck and I am a few feet behind my buddy taking my time. I look up and there's a huge cloud of silt heading right for us, and I think crap, there goes this dive, but I just keep going. The cloud of silt consumes the wreck, and then my friends, and then my buddy, and I can't see any of them as it heads for me. But just before it gets to me, I see this small, childlike face. I start freaking out, and it's getting closer and creepier. The silt consumes me, and I'm alone with this creepy face heading right for me. I'm pretty sure I pissed my wetsuit, and all of a sudden, the creepy face hits me right in the mask. It was an old doll face washed up by the silt, but I still pissed myself, and I still won't dive that sight. I don't even think I can blame him. Like, sure, now that there's a reasonable explanation, oh, you're silly, just go dive it again. But let's be honest, there's a giant, huge cloud of dirt coming at you, and you just see the face of a doll with no explanation coming at you. And where you are is rumored to be haunted. You're probably just like, you know, I, I don't need to go explore that again, all right? Sure, you're right, I could just be freaking out, but at the same time, if it is haunted, there was my warning, okay? I don't want to be consumed by demons at the bottom of the shipwreck. Fishing off the side of an emergency spillway, with a 30-foot drop in Texas, using deep-sea poles because we regularly catch 50 to 80-pound catfish and have to pull them up the side. We ended up getting something really big and fought with it for a friend for close to two hours. When we finally get it out of the water and halfway up the side, we realized it's a seven-foot alligator and we just cut the line. Well, of course you had to cut the line. What were you going to do once you got it up on top of the bridge, bro? Just like hit it with a rock? I think a seven-foot alligator is going to be a little bit mad after a two-hour battle and being dragged up the side of a bridge. I was tuna fishing way out in the ocean. It was a three-day trip, and we were far out enough that the only other ships that we saw were cargo liners. We got into some decent schools of tuna, which was an awesome feeling because they fight like crazy. I was fighting a big one when all of a sudden my rod bends like it was about to snap, and then it stopped fighting. And I proceeded to reel in ahead. The captain looked at it and said, Sharks found us, let's pick a new spot. I do not want to see the shark that tore up a hundred pound plus tuna. Yeah, man, there's things out in the ocean that are way bigger and scarier than we even know, all right? A great white shark just said, Chompy Wompy, your fishing is done, pal. I can't blame them for coming around, though. You find the school of fish, you make them bleed, they come eat all your food. It's a pretty easy system. Sailor, not a fisherman, and the story's not mine. I have a buddy that used to be a Navy SEAL, and apparently he and his team have spent a fair amount of time in submarines. The buddy of mine, honest to God, believes in mermaids. He said that once, while up in the Arctic Circle, a couple hundred of feet under the surface, the crew heard something knocking on the hole of the sub. Someone decided to knock a rhythm in response, and the response wasn't an exact copy of the rhythm sent. It ended up freaking out a lot of people, and six or seven months later, he's on the same sub in the Southern Ocean, a couple hundred of feet under, and something starts knocking on the hole, but it's a repeat of the rhythm last heard in the Arctic Circle. The knock communications went on for over half an hour. The guy swears that mermaids are real, and I just silently looked at him. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna say he's lying, I'm just saying how does he know it wasn't like somebody kicking the sub with their foot to mess with him, you know? I just feel like mermaids is a pretty large leap. Like, okay, there was knocking, so therefore mermaids are 100% a thing. When I was 13 or 14, my brother participated in fishing tournaments, so we had to train every weekend. And sometimes my dad and I went with him to nearby lakes and rivers. Neither my dad or I could catch 
catch fish, so it was usually really, really boring. We couldn't talk for hours, otherwise the fish got scared, and sometimes we had to stand in the pouring rain. This one time in September, my brother was fishing in this river bend in the middle of nowhere, and it was cloudy and thundering, and we were expecting rain soon. My brother had opted for a shorter fishing rod instead of the usual carbon fiber 6 meter one, and about three hours in, we saw a figure in the distance approaching. He looked like an adult man, dark jumper and jeans, and he carried what seemed to be a collapsible rod. The weird thing is he didn't have a basket or anything, just the rod. We watched as he positioned himself about 600 meters away from us and unfolded it to a full 7 meter rod. From the way it bent, I would have guessed it was carbon fiber, and he just stood there motionless. A few minutes later, a lightning bolt shot down from the sky and hit the rod, and we heard a noise like wood splintering or a gunshot. We rushed over to see if he was okay, and we found no one. Yeah, because he probably just got disintegrated by Mother Nature. I'm just saying, man, this entire video is here to remind you that lightning is more powerful than you, so is bears, so is the ocean, alright? Let, let's just uh, not risk it. If you're going fishing and it's thundering, don't use a 7 meter rod or you're gonna get yeeted by Thor. I was launching my kayak off the beach to do some fishing and the waves were pretty rough. About 2 or 3 feet so you have to time it right so you don't get hit by a breaking wave and possibly capsize. Well, halfway through the surf, a big school of bait comes by being chased by spinner sharks. Now, spinner sharks aren't that big and scary, but they jump out of the water and spin, hence their name. So here I am, paddling through the surf in a kayak, with dozens of sharks jumping all around me, praying one doesn't land in my kayak. I had a couple of close calls where they were within a few feet, but I make it out past the surf and ended up having a pretty good day of fishing. I love how Kami is about just a school of sharks literally flying out and doing helicopter movements right next to him. I would have been freaking out a little bit more, but hey, at least you had a good day of fishing. Anyways, guys, I think that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, I would really appreciate you taking a second to press the like button. Let me know what you thought in the comments section down below. And of course, subscribe if you're new and turn on those notifications. I do post these on Spotify with the audio version. So if you want to give that a listen without gameplay offline, whatever floats your boat, a link to that can be found down below. But uh, yeah, on that note, guys, that'll do it. Don't get anyone pregnant. If you do make sure they're hot, I'm out. Peace.